We are live. Throw me that pen. Adam is here. Oh Josh is here. Kai is ready to do some searches. He's saying he's improved. <laughs> the crew is back. And uh, Adam, uh, uh, you're scored away with the bathroom issue today. Yeah, yeah, we're okay Any now. challenges? We're okay. Thank you. We got a lot to cover. Let me tell you what we got. We got our brackets. We got our brackets. We got our brackets. NBA, NBA. brackets. We'll cover it today. Obviously, the Bucs got, uh, they lost to the Magic yesterday. The Lakers lost to the Blazers yesterday. So we'll give our brackets in a minute here. And then we're going to talk about California. Look, if, if there's any California politicians listening today, I tell you, turn this thing off. <laughs> if there's anyone in California that is for the wealth tax, that's for raising the taxes, that's for what's going on with Uber and Lyft, if you're for any of that stuff, I promise you, turn today's podcast off it is not for you let other people tell you what these guys talked about on this podcast because california is not gonna like it too much today we're gonna talk about the dnc i watch every single one of the speeches we'll have opinions on and thoughts on every one of the talks that was given whether it was michelle obama's speech which i believe she crushed it whether it's clinton whether it's aoc's speech that was given and then maybe we'll talk about some comments cuomo made about newsom what happened with nypd union uh, Trump's brother passing away recently. USPS, what that has to do with voting, what Obama said about Biden behind closed doors. And uh, some talks about China, some talks about Cardi B, you know, that new song uh, 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 that came out that's uh, apparently number one on billboards now. Unbelievable. Uh, num- <laughs> number one on billboards now. And then who knows? We may talk about some other stuff we got going on here as well. By the way, I am missing one of my papers, the main one with the notes at the top. I'm missing that one, Kai. If you can find the... Uh, all the other notes that they brought to you, I'm missing one of them. So let me get yours for California. I'll give the notes that I have. Yes, sir. So here's what just happened with California, okay? A couple legislators got together, okay? They got together, and they were giving notes, and they were giving ideas on what to do. And it got to a point where this one legislation could pass in the state of California that will have a 0.4% wealth tax on anybody worth 30 million or higher which means whatever you have on the first 30 million you don't get taxed on but per 10 million you're going to get taxed above the 30 million so per 10 million you'll be paying forty thousand dollars so if it's a hundred million you're paying four hundred thousand dollars if it's a billion you're paying four million dollars etc etc they're calling it the wealth tax this idea was brought up uh, before by elizabeth warren and she offered two percent is what she was suggesting California is now saying 4%, no, I'm sorry, 0.4%. And then on top of that, get this. Here's the other thing they're suggesting. They are suggesting to raise the regular taxes, top-line revenue, which California already has, at 13.3%. If you go look at the rates on the worst state with taxes, number one is California. Number eight is New York. Best one is Tennessee. But number one, worst taxes in America is is, uh, California. So 0.4%, they're saying it'll generate them an additional $7.5 billion a year in this fund. And then on top of that is 30,400 people in California that are going to be hit by this because there's only 30,400 people that are worth $30 million plus. So a lot of people are going to be like, I don't care if you pass this tax. I'm for it. There's nothing wrong with that. And on top of that, the additional taxes, they want to raise it from 13.3%, which is the top line taxes for a state in California, to 16.8%. Having said that, you had a couple comments to make earlier. Adam, I want to come to you first. What are your thoughts on what's going on with California right now? You know, it's being from Florida, I'm really genuinely not too familiar with states implementing, can I get that, um, state taxes. 
you know, and obviously coming from the financial services world, I'm very familiar with the estate tax. So uh, two yes, different concepts exactly. here. I'm not talking about, I'm talking two different concepts. I'm talking state tax, so the state you live in, and then the estate tax when you're worth over what, 25 million at this point? It's 20, 20, I don't know if it's Some, 20. It's something 20, in the 20, 20 million. 20, you know, for yeah. all my multi, multi-millionaires out there, look out for something called the estate tax. So taxes already do exist. Um, and then some on the wealthy with this estate yep. tax, um, you know, come on down to Florida, basically is what I'm saying. Come on down to no, Texas. No, but but, but, what, what are but basically it's shocking the, 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 the taxes that people like, at what point do people just say, I can't, but do wait this a minute. Anymore. You said something earlier yep. where you said the other thing you, the, the, the legislator said is the fact that they're going to go back. Oh, so oh, if yeah. somebody says, screw it, I'm leaving like people Yo, are I'm in out. New York, what right. do they say they're going to do they in California? They said basically they're going to come after you for 10 years. 10 years. So if you live years. in California, you made your wealth Ten in California, years. you're like, yo, I can't do this anymore. I'm moving to Texas. They're going to come after you for 10 years. I think it like uh, proactively, it goes 90%, 80%, 70%. Retroactively. So retroactively. Yeah. So basically they're saying, if I move, yeah. you're not escaping the California wealth tax, buddy. I don't care where you go. You can go across the world. We're coming for you. That's a slippery slope, Pat. I mean, I, I mean, I don't. Is that even legal? Josh, what question. do you think about it? Are you sure you want this, Pat? Bring it. Let me go ahead and tell you what I think <laughs> about it, because I think this is the most insane, stupid, asinine thing in the world. And you know that I'm a proponent of the flat tax. I think that there should be one flat tax. But let me tell you the different ways that Americans are taxed. And we don't even realize it, okay? We talk about income taxes, obviously. We've got our federal state uh, uh, taxes, our sales taxes, our excise taxes, our payroll taxes, our property taxes, our estate taxes, our gift taxes. They tax you. In fact, there's one tax nobody talks about, and that's inflation, which means that every time the government prints money, they're taxing you, and you can do absolutely nothing about it. You want to know what we did? Mm. We gave a bunch of flipping retards, and we made them money managers. Every time that we vote on these politicians, we take these people that love to do nothing but spend, 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 spend. I just want to remind all of the viewers, there's no such thing as government money. There's no such thing as government money. There are hardworking, red-blooded Americans of every kind, color, ethnicity, read, craze, uh, race, creed, race, sexuality, all of this stuff. Like, those are the people that make the money. But they are taxing us into freaking oblivion. How stupid is it, Pat, that you can make a bunch of money in your lifetime? You get taxed on that money. And guess what? As soon as your kids go to inherit that money, as soon as you pass it on down to them, they've already taxed the snot out of you on that money. You go to pass it down to your kids and leave a legacy, what are they going to do? They're going to tax your kids again. This is the problem. We need a revolution in America. And I want to remind you this. This country was founded upon the hatred for unfair taxation. The Boston Tea Party, we, we look at those people as patriots, right? The people that would go out and they would start a revolution, the big Boston Tea no Party. No taxation without representation. Do, you, bit, do right. you know what that tax was? That tax was three cents per pound of tea. All right. And they said, no, we're sick and tired of it. I think that we need another revolution in America to where we tell people two things. Number one, most of all, stop freaking taxing us. I, I honestly think, Pat, I'd love to get your, your uh, take on this after we we go into the uh, intricacies of this wealth tax is 
why should we not just have a flat tax? We live in a land of equality. Everyone wants equality, right? But why why is that not for the guys on top too? Why in the world are we going to take the innovators and the guys that are actually out there providing jobs and stuff? Why why in the world are we trying to handcuff these guys, punish them? Man, it's well. Here's the challenge with the uh, with the flat tax. I'm yeah. all for the flat tax. I think it makes a lot of sense to have a flat tax. And for me, the challenge with flat taxes. You, you say say I'm on the left, okay? If I'm on the left and you're offering a flat tax, logically it makes sense. Reasonably, it's re it makes sense. Everybody ought to pay the same amount of taxes, fine. But they're going to go back and say, hey, Republicans, your favorite president of all time was Ronald Reagan, and he proposed a progressive tax. So if he's so great, you can't just pick and choose the stuff you like about him and you don't like about him because he proposed a progressive tax, and that was, you know, the more money you make, the more taxes you pay. But I'm all for a flat tax. However... Let me get back to a couple things. So this guy was being interviewed by your guy on Fox News. Neil Business. Cavuto. Neil Cavuto is like interviewing Neil Cavuto. Who's a Rob, Who's a Rob Bonta. He's fair is, and balanced. He's, he's what Fox should be. Sure. Rob Bonta, who is the California Assemblyman. Okay. Yeah. And while he's interviewing him, yeah. he says, what makes you think no one's going to leave? He says, uh, he says, our millionaires and billionaires have increased in the last 10 years. And yes, some people are thinking about leaving, but this yeah. is California. And Neil says something like, well, you know, don't you think your beautiful state like California is going to lose a lot more billionaires? Thank you for uh, letting us know that California is beautiful. Yes, it is yeah. beautiful. The, the level of being pompous, like, leave. I dare you to leave. You know, you can only have that attitude for so long until people do leave. Then what do you do when they do leave? By the way, mm -hmm. this kind of takes it into, you know, the flat tax, uh, not flat tax, the wealth tax. We'll see if other people have done this before. Elizabeth Warren wanted a 2% tax, net wealth, wealth tax, on people worth $50 million and up. Okay, so if you're worth $100 million, she wants 2% on that additional $50 million. And she wanted a 3% tax on billionaires, net. You're worth a bill, it's a management fee. Like when you work at Morgan Stanley or Merrill Lynch, and you got your Series 7, which is kind of what you just talked about as a money manager. If you got a billion dollars under management, you make 1%. The AUM, right? Assets under management, you're making $10 million a year. If you got $100 million under management, you're making 1%, you're making a million a year. It's fantastic. This is model. a method of saying we're officially asset managers, which it, Josh gave the best analogy could have possibly been given. But here's the part that they're not talking about. Mm -hmm. Wealth tax has already been tested in Europe, okay? More than a dozen European countries have used the wealth tax. And nearly all of these countries eventually repealed them. Mm -hmm. Austria, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, Luxembourg, and Sweden. Wealth tax survived only in Norway. Freaking people from Norway, Kai. <laughs> what is up with your people? Spain and Switzerland. Here's an yeah. interesting fact. Do you know who leaves? Who do you think leaves when you have a wealth tax? Who the leaves? wealthy. The wealthy leave. Okay, so check this out. Let's transition into Uber. We've been talking about Uber the yeah. last uh, uh, you know, couple podcasts that we have here with Uber and Lyft. I think these two go together. Here's why. So Uber, I get a message yesterday from, uh, uh, you know how uh, they send you a uh, alert? The message comes out, and here's what it says on my phone. From Uber, service update, ride sharing in California may be suspended. Uber, okay? Lyft proposed something to the state to see if they'll consider it is to sell a license to drivers. Mm. You're not an employee. You're not an independent contractor. Buy a license. 
So they're forcing like, the medallion in New like York? taxi, is that what is? exactly. Oh, lift, lift your mic like up. like taxi, right? Hey, you buy your license is what you're doing. So Lyft is offering these guys to buy licenses from them instead of being 1099 or instead of being W-2 because they just can't afford it. Then Lyft comes out and says, if they do decide, decide to do this, we have to shut down California and stop. Guess what percentage Lyft's, Lyft's revenue is from California? What percentage of Lyft's revenue uh, out of all the states in America? Uh, in U.S. In U.S., what percentage of the revenue you think is from California? Can we do a, a round-robin guess? I'm actually curious. I'm actually, I'm gonna say, you give a number, I'm going to go high or low on that. I'm going to say over under. I'm going to say 15 to 20%. Ooh, that's high. What do you say? That's high. Kai, what do you say? You're going 15 or 20? You know the answer or you don't know the 20. answer? I'm going to say 20. What are you going to say? 30. 30%? What are you going to say? Wow. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm, I, Josh said 20? Okay, it's 16%. I'm, that's I'm, what the number 16? is. 16? 16%. 1-6. One 1-6. Six. One six. Okay, do, you know yeah. much, do you know how much is 16%? Do you know how much is 16% it's in one day? Do you? That, that's a company doing a billion year now. You're going to 160. Okay, that's what 16% is. And by the way, Yesterday, I saw a picture that they posted. They said, in front of California, Sacramento, Uber guys, you know, they're, they're protesting, saying, you owe me back day, you know, $490,000. Now, first of all, who knows if that person was paid $500 for somebody to say, go take this picture. We're going to use this for news. And it's not that really a drive off. That stuff doesn't happen. Pat. Never happens, of course. <laughs> but here's the other part. Yeah. So let's just say Uber and Lyft eventually bow down and they say, okay, we'll stay there. You know what's going to happen? Say your shares, your ride's going to be 20 bucks to go from one place to the other place. It's going to be 40 bucks. Yep. We'll do that. No problem. We'll pay health insurance. We'll pay 401k. Oh, yeah. But it's $50. You, you, you're going to pay. Yeah, they have yeah. to pass it down somewhere. So the pompous attitude of Rob Bunta, the California assemblyman, and the pompous attitude of Newsom, because yesterday you and I were talking about this, and I said, this is what they're doing. He said, Pat, does Newsom know this? I'm like, who do you think would pass something like this? It has to go through who? The governor. So Newsom, this has to get approved by the governor at the top, which is who? Newsom. To do something like this, why would business owners stay in California? No, I, I think I asked, well, I think obviously I did ask that question, but I said, isn't it the judges in the judicial branch who are passing down these, what are they, they're, they're not laws, the mandates, what are they? Legend, new legislation. Right, okay. Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm not a so, know, legal scholar, but here, what the, it's, it is the judge's decisions on this kind of stuff. Here, here's, 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 here's my question, Pat, is in order to get into office, okay, which is I, I find it funny that these guys are our money managers and a lot of them have never even owned a business, nor have they do have, they have a degree in finance or I mean, obviously they don't have a degree in finance, okay? But all you have to do to get into office, you got to be charismatic, you got to be a good marketer, right? You got to be able to speak well, be articulate, et cetera, et cetera. I actually think that entrepreneurs have a responsibility at some point in their life, especially if they've been able to accomplish something in the business world, to at some point go into public service. And I'm going to, here, here's, here's, here's why. A lot of your big money guys, a lot of your successful guys, they don't want to leave their businesses in order to serve publicly because a lot of times you have to surrender uh, your either your share in the uh, company or you have to be a silent partner. You cannot actively be involved in a, a business. And so a lot of these guys that are even in the upper echelons of, of public service, they're, they're getting paid one hundred and eighty four thousand dollars a year. That's that's the cap over, you know, say Congress. That's the okay? top Congress. Yep. that makes that. Yep. Yep. Wow. So so a lot of these guys are like, dude, I'm not taking a massive pay cut 
to go do this. But honestly, I think that's the problem. If we uh, just just think, if you had an an influx and an insurgence of all of these entrepreneurs that all of a sudden said, "Come on, man, I've I've built a twenty million dollar business, a hundred million dollar business," yeah. America would be fixed. And then it wouldn't even be a Democrat versus Republican thing because people could disagree on social issues. You could disagree on LGBT, this or this or this. But we would at least get back to the fact that we were fiscally and financially responsible in this country. I mean, How do you debate that? You can't debate that. How do you that? debate I mean, that? By the way, watch this. So this whole thing with uh, wealth taxes is going to require taxpayers to report the value of financial securities, homes, furniture, artwork, jewelry, antiques, vehicles, boats, pension rights, family businesses, far farm assets, land, intellectual property, and much else which means who ends up winning? Accountants end up making a ton of money because somebody has to do this work and that's hours on top of, in the last 90 days, I can say I have spent somewhere around five to $600,000 mm -hmm. on accountants, okay? These are hours on top of yeah. hours on top. Accountants are sitting there quietly saying, well, listen, don't say anything. We're about to get a lot of bills next year. We're going to make some money. So, well, let me tell you, let me tell you one thing. I go to this meeting every year. You know, we met at Nalba, it's yep. insurance meeting. Yep. I go to this, that's in November typically. We got yep. canceled. I don't know if you know about that. But, of course. Um, there's another meeting. Tell me if you ever heard of this meeting. It's in January every year. It's an estate planning conference called Heckerling Estate Planning Conference, no. whatever. So it's all about the estate planners. And if you know nothing about the estate planning world, this is the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. And at my company, we go there as a representatives of, of what we do. And it's this like underbelly world, not in an illegal way, but kind of where it's all about avoiding estate tax planning. It's all about legacy planning, charitable planning, estate tax planning, and it's the the wealthy, the, the advisors to the wealthiest, wealthiest, wealthiest people, they go there and they're just talking trust and estates and contract law, and it's just the wealthy have people on their payroll, and their sole job is figuring out how the hell do I avoid these estate tax But right? But those what's are... What's your point, though? What, what's I'm just saying, the wealthy have... You, you think the wealthy are just paying taxes willy-nilly? They got... Like you said, CPAs on file, estate tax attorneys, CPAs, the whole lot of them just getting fee after fee after fee to avoid these ridiculous well, are taxes. You, are, you, are you seriously alluding that California is not going to get their money on that $7.5 billion from the people worth more than $30 million or 30,400 people? I'm just saying the wealthy are going to figure out a way to, okay, okay. to keep Give me money. the simplest way they're going to figure it out. Give me the simplest way they're going to figure then it who's out. Who's going to figure it out? Give me the simplest way the wealthy are going to figure out to not pay that taxes. Oh, they're going to pay some high-priced estate planners, and they're just going to figure it the freak out. That's the simplest way. What is the simplest way to avoid having to pay those You're taxes? You're saying moving. You're saying leave. They moving. will leave. No, obviously that's the simplest way, they but then we go back leave. to my initial point that they're going to tax them for yeah. 10 years. I don't they know how they're going to implement no, that. They will leave. You well, we've seen it already. They're yeah. leaving. I mean, and just like in New York as well, right? You, I mean, you know what Rob said? Rob said... If you want to come here to be around business, you know, the capital of business, and we're the fifth largest economy, and we're this, and the weather, and da-da-da-da, and the perfect living, they are so convinced California is the best place to live. By the way, if you are in California because you love the beach, mm -hmm. okay, which, by the way, it's not 95% of people that live in California. It's just the people on it's the side. People right. okay, you have to realize. And by the way, I lived in California, and, you know, if you're in California because of the beach, Florida is 10 times better than California. If if that's the reason we're Galveston is <laughs> not watch this, but hear me out. By a mile Florida beats California. If you if you're saying I have to have the beach life. Yeah. Fine. 
go to Florida. Okay? The waters are warm in Florida. If, They're freezing in California. If it's business yeah. and purely business, there is only one place you got to go to if it's business. It's, it's Texas is number one if you want to go to business. What right next door is what people forget is Nevada. And Nevada is one of the states that doesn't take state taxes. Right. So it's not like it's a long drive. So I'm talking to a lot of my buddies that are running businesses that are doing a hundred million to a half a million dollar a year business, and they're simply going to Nevada. And by the way, you know what else they're doing? Here's mm-hmm. it's a whole different conversation. They, they, because of all the way the taxes are set up, it's forcing some people to legally get divorced, stay married, but legally get divorced to not have to pay taxes and move to another. I mean, some weird laws are making people make some weird decisions when it comes down to their finances. But you got to sit there and say, listen, I understand why you're doing what you're doing. So they're staying married in church, but they're being divorced in state, if that makes any sense. Sure. So a lot of weird things I, going on right now when it comes you, down Pat. to There's taxes. There's two words that you use a lot. And capitalism is obviously one yep. word. 100% and, is and another yeah. one. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> 100%. You use 1,000%, 100,000%. So capitalism is yeah. one word. And bullying is another word that you use a lot. Yep. You refuse to be bullied. That's one of the major things you teach your kids. Can you just talk about that analogy right there or the metaphor with capitalism and bullying and sounds like California is doing some bullying or being pompous. Can you just talk about that analogy? Yeah, right so, so let me, let me, let me tell you what California, were you going to yeah. say something? They actually call Pat the Assyrian bull. <laughs> so says the Christian crusher. So, so, and by the way, just so you guys know, we're at 955 people watching right now live. It's the highest we've ever moved. We're tell 45 away especially from getting so to a thousand. Put a so thumbs fast. up, put a thumbs up and share this and let's see how high we can get today. So yeah. let's talk Address about this that. capitalism and bullying, please. Okay, capitalism and bullying. So, you know, capitalism works because you always have what? Choices. Options, baby. You don't want to go to Starbucks? No problem. Go to Coffee Bean. Yeah. You don't want to go to Starbucks or Coffee Bean? Guess what? Go to 7-Eleven. Go to Donuts. McDonald's. Yeah. Go to Dunkin' Donuts. You got choices. Yeah. You're not forced. It's mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. Not forced, not choice. You don't like American Airlines? Go on Delta. You don't like either one of them? Go on United. You don't like United? Go on Virgin. I don't care. You have choices. Mm-hmm. You have a choice to go. What California is doing to put that additional 10 years of saying we're going to come back and try to get the taxes from you, they're trying to eliminate choices hmm. to say you don't have a choice. Now it's a dictatorship. That's what that becomes. And I know this sounds kind of weird to say California is becoming a dictator state. It is. They asked Cuomo the other day. So for me, I'm a Cuomo fan. When I say Cuomo, I don't mean by his policies. You mean the governor of New York? Uh, man, not Chris his, Cuomo. but His yeah. swag. I just like his and swag. Andrew Cuomo and I would get along. If we went to dinner, I know for a fact we're going to laugh. We're going to talk shit. We're going to talk sports. We're going to talk politics. We're going to f- argue. We're going to scream. Seems like a guy's it's, guy. It's a man's man. It's my kind of a guy. We're going to yeah. sit down and talk. With nipple rings. Yeah, with nipple <laughs> rings. So one guy asked him a question and says, so what is the difference between you and California? California, you know, you got... Uh, you got uh, Gavin, Newsom. Gavin Newsom and you got you, but both of you guys went up in coronavirus cases. Yours has declined. You're in a better place. California's got another spike. What are you saying? And he makes his argument on what it is, right? New, you know, because in California, they're doing it by, you know, they're allowing the regions to do different things. In New York, we said Syracuse, Upstate, Buffalo, New York City, man, it doesn't matter. We're all following the following guidelines. Here's what we're doing. And they flatten it, right? Okay. Cuomo doesn't come across as a dictator. Cuomo just comes across as, listen, man, I told the billionaires. I had a buddy of mine. He went to Florida. I said, you got to come back. You got to come back. He says, 
Come back. Let me buy you a drink. I'll make you breakfast. I'll make you dinner. Just come back. I Salesman. want you. But but the way he sounds, you like him. You just like you know what? Freaking okay. I'll come back. You know. But the approach in California mm-hmm. is well, if you don't come back, we're gonna do this to you. What you who the hell are you? So you're talking about capitalism. To me, yeah. a, a true capitalist simply wants choices. Choices. And California is eliminating choices. And what's the bullying analogy? That is bullying. Okay. That's bullying. That is a form no of bullying. No options. You this have, is your only option, buddy. Take it or leave it. No, you cannot do that. you got to have options. Speaking of options, value-tainers have an option of what they watch. And the, we just hit 1K for the uh, very first time. The comment down. section I is lit. Love it. Applause it. to awesome. all of you value tainers. On our channel with 9,000 subs, by the way, which is a pretty big deal. We're only, we're only 900-something uh, subs away from cracking 10,000 subs on a complete separate channel, which is exciting. But keep pressing that thumbs-up button and keep uh, sharing the content that we're having here today. So, yeah, that's what I mean about bullying. That's what I mean about California. I yeah. think California is uh, taking a wrong approach. I think they're going to pay a price, and I don't think it's going to last too long. So, the key word we just learned was you got choices. You need choices, You got man. choices. You need choices. And I'm telling you, I'm the best choice 2020. (laughs) So so with that being said, let's go into the DNC yesterday with, uh, not yesterday, the last two days with uh, everything that happened, with the speeches that were given. I got notes on every single one of them. I listened to every single one of them. But I think, Josh, I think it's appropriate we have you give us an update on what happened on DNC uh, day one as well as DNC day two. Well, a lot happens. Fair and balanced, my friend. <laughs> Try your best. <laughs> Try your best to be a fair and balanced. Uh, I would have rather watched the opening credits on the television at the Marriott Hotel when they welcome you with their pre-recorded commercials. This by far, outside of Michelle Obama, who I still think is a horrible person, but she delivered a great <laughs> speech, okay? This was the most boring snooze fest of a has-beens and idiot former Republicans like John Kasich and Cindy McCain and all of these morons, it was absolutely abysmal. And trust me, it, I cannot wait for the RNC to take place on the side of the White House. And we already know Trump already is lining up a fireworks show that is supposedly going to be grand. But what happened in the DNC? Well, obviously, Michelle Obama gave... Uh, gave a pretty pretty tough speech uh, she was extremely eloquent in her delivery by far she was the highlight i almost wonder what it is that they're setting her up for because if you think about it she's kind of the first time uh like even with nancy reagan she did her say no to drugs thing but this is the like michelle's really the first president's wife that has kind of been paraded out more like a politician than a first lady i mean she's and in her own right, she's done a great job branding herself as an actual influencer because she's not an elected official, right? But she's actually come up to where she probably holds as much, not not as, but close, close to as much credence as someone like Barack Obama does. And I would actually say that she's probably becoming more of a figure than Barack Obama because she's a little bit more outspoken than uh, him. But as far as just straight oratory and delivery, she did a phenomenal job. But, man, there is something weird about this pre-recorded montage uh, that took place at the DNC. Now, I think, and we're going to get into it, a- AOC. That was weird. I got to tell you. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see what AOC said? What did she say? Okay, tell us what she said. Very Bro. weird. She spoke for less than two minutes, by the way. She had two minutes of time. That's how much she gave her. The lowest time anybody got was her, two minutes. Get her in, get her out. Bro, but they know that they have to have her because she's 
the leader of the young new Democrats. So they got to put her up there. So she she gets up. She's Watch the this. She's the face of the squad, right? <laughs> she gets up at the DNC, which is all about Joe Biden, which is all about let's let's get all of the troops behind Biden and let's go for it. And she gets up and gives this long speech. Well, long. Two in, minutes. Yeah. Gives this, this long two minute speech. Yes. It was somehow. a very long two minute speech. And this is how she ends. And that is why at the Democratic National Convention, I nominate the senator from Massachusetts or uh, the Vermont. senator from Vermont, Bernard. Are you ready Sanders. for this? Sanders. She said that at she the end. She nominated. By the way, can you pull it up? I, you just have I to can, watch the last 30 seconds. It's a two minute thing. It's not like it's just pull Bro. it up. Oh, she's done. No, she's not done. She's she done. knows what she's doing. Bro, she is 100% calculated. Yeah, right. By the way, minute 39 seconds. I was off by 20 seconds. Good evening. Bienvenidos. Go all the way to the you. end. Right there. Time when millions of people in the United States are looking she's for deep it. systemic solutions to our crises of mass evictions, unemployment, and lack of health care, in el espíritu del pueblo, and out of a love for all people, I hereby second the nomination of Senator Bernard Sanders of Vermont <laughs> for President of the United States of America. The DNC is dead, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the DNC is dead. No, she's, she's done. There, it's not in my opinion. Bro, I don't think so. In she's fact, Pat, done. Pat, if here, you're going to get anything done in the DNC, in the Democratic Party, oh you're going to need the DNC machine behind you. I but, bro, she just spat in their face. You, you, four years ago, the RNC said they would never select Trump as their face. They were forced to, and the guy had to bow down, and he because was there Trump for the celebration. Trump had the people behind him. He had the Republicans well, behind him. Do you know him. how many followers this girl has on Twitter? That ain't shit, man. Are you, I'm telling you. She's you, got, she's got the you liberals in New York okay. that are feeling her. Right. Okay, okay, but, but hey, Let hey, her run on a national hey, stage. Guys, here's— She might win her little Brooklyn Dumbo— um, <laughs> And if you don't know about Dumbo, that's uh, <laughs> down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass or whatever it is. I'm not calling her a Dumbo or those people a Dumbo. She might win that little segment, but yeah. she's not a national Bro, player. Okay. Let in my me, opinion. You think so? Go ahead, disagree. Go say it now. Never underestimate a socialist, man. So let me hey, let me <laughs> let me <laughs> underestimate a socialist. Let me explain to you why 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 Pat's right here. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people. She's got your vote. Go ahead. A lot of people are watching the DNC that takes place at night. This is primetime DNC convention, right? A lot of people watch that. That is the equivalent of what I'm going to say your Tinder picture is or your Grinder picture. Okay, everyone's got that one picture that looks good. That that's like their public facing picture. But if you really want to get into what the future of the Democratic Party is, let's go into what's happening at the DNC during the daytime. OK, this is where they're having the youth panels and the youth speakers and all this stuff. There was some stuff that happened with the youth speakers that to me was like, as as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, holy crap, this is the future of the DNC. This is what happened in the pre evening DNC convention. All right. They go to play for the national anthem. Now, at nighttime, they had that little Zoom montage of everybody mm -hmm. like singing it, you know, <laughs> and it's very pro American. We're united. During the day, though, mm -hmm. it's an entirely different DNC. So when they get up to do this, uh, this particular panel, they said, now we're going to play the national anthem. For those of you at home, feel free to either rise or kneel. Okay. This is the DNC. Their convention and their 
telling people they, they want to come across at nighttime patriotic, but the youth are saying, hey, if you want to kneel, that's just as, as uh, patriotic. Then in one of the speeches, the lady actually t rails for like two minutes, three minutes on why the future of the Democratic Party is fighting and the entire, she said, the entire desolation and deconstruction of capitalism. They're letting their true colors be known. And then Iona Presley gets up in the pre-DNC. This is like this is like wake up in the morning who you really are DNC. This is no makeup DNC. This is not tender profile picture at nighttime DNC. This is like the real DNC. She gets up and praises the protesters and rioters in Portland. At night, they, they want to seem like they're the unifiers of America, but during the day, they are literally praising and bringing up the people. In fact, they even had a preacher on there. I don't know what. Let me just look in this camera right here and say, I don't know what in the hell kind of preacher is going to speak at the DNC, you baby-murdering, abortion-flipping idiot. You're going to hell. So they get a preacher up at the DNC that tells America, of course, he comes up, ah, I'm here tonight to tell you that we have got to open our borders. And Jesus said that if you do it unto the least of these, I'm here tonight to tell you, America, if we don't open our borders for immigrants, our nation is going to hell. And I'm sitting here like, man, this starts starting to sound a little bit like Jeremiah Wright, you know, when he said, God damn the United States of America. Dude, Pat, I think this brings up an interesting point, and we can go back into this DNC thing. I think you're right. There is a new Democratic Party that's that's taken place, and you can obviously see it here. There's a war. But I'm I'm actually telling you, the Republicans, as we saw here at the DNC, the Republicans, we had John Kasich, we had uh, Colin Powell, Cindy uh, McCain, all of these Republicans that go up on the DNC platform and say, we endorse Joe Biden. What we have seen, ladies and gentlemen, is the death of the Republican Party. There is no more Republican Party. Now there is MAGA versus everybody. Trump has done a phenomenal job in branding. Now the MAGA crowd says, oh, you're a Republican. Screw you. You're not a Republican. We don't claim you. We'll never vote for you. You're out of the, like, period. It's MAGA versus everybody. And I think it's going to end up being a showdown between MAGA versus socialism. And that's... That's that's what the future of the country is. You know, the beautiful thing about Josh is you know what he's going to say. Also, the bad thing about Josh is you know what he's going to say. Obviously, he's going to defend MAGA, 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 MAGA. Dude, pump your brakes a little bit, buddy. If, if you want to go MAGA versus the rest of America, we'll welcome that. You got, what, 25% of America who's feeling Trump, feeling MAGA. We'll see okay. in the election. We will see, and we will see when the weigh-in happens. What, what are you saying? I'm just saying, you obviously, saying? you know where Josh's position, right? No, no, I'm asking Obviously, you, you know that you he's going to hate on the DNC. Yeah. Obviously, dude, let's just back up a second. I'm not even trying to be political here. <clears throat> Why are all these Republicans? John Kasich, who is a governor of Ohio, governor of Ohio, Republican. Cindy McCain, John McCain, the last time I checked, freaking ran for president, was the nominee on the Republican ticket. Was John McCain was a loser. John McCain. 
a loser. Dude, that, that guy has done more with his life than you'll ever imagine. Hell ever to Are the you no. kidding me? That guy was a war hero. He was not a war hero. He was a coward that, that was guy... responsible for the death of Americans. Josh, he leaked Josh, intelligence. Josh. He was a sissy, and they covered it up because his dad was an admirable. Did you vote for him? It was an admirable. Did you vote uh, for him? No, I you did not. You didn't vote for him? I did not Who'd vote. you vote for in 2008? I did not vote. So you're for, not a, no. you're, so you're so you're saying that you're not you didn't you didn't vote? I am 2008? not. I am not a John McCain guy. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why, bro, because I lived in Arizona. I lived right. I lived in Arizona. Bro, this guy People are glad. People are glad. Did you vote for Mitt Romney yes. in 2012? Yes. What are your thoughts on Mitt Romney? I think Mitt Romney has turned a coward. Heck, bro, okay. I was pro George Bush, but George Bush has shown his colors. So, the so entire you don't, Bush. So you're family. not a fan of Romney. You're not a fan of McCain. You're not a fan of Bush. And the so you don't like any of the Republican candidates, but you're all about the MAGA. Is that so? Bro, what, what Trump, happens when Trump, Trump has leaves exposed in in a couple months or four years? That's, what happens? I'm so glad what you happens? said four years. Okay, because most likely a couple months, but it could be four years. Pat, what happens? Pat and I were having you melt. Like what happens? Who's your? Who's your? What do so, you do then? What's the question? Like what does Josh do? Like if it's MAGA, okay. yeah, that's Donald Trump's brand. Unless you know Donald Trump Jr. somehow magically becomes the next president, I don't see that so, at all. So, um, if you're asking but, me a question, I'm gonna respond. My, my initial question is: Why are all these Republicans? All these Republicans? Okay, then you can respond. Why are what all happened? these Republicans coming back? We're uh, fixing the issues, ladies and gentlemen. I think, I think we're back up. Are we not on a hard line? Yeah, but after, after the call, the new... Are not on right Let us know if you guys can see us. Can you see us and hear us now? Is it all good now? Comment below and let us know if it's good now. We didn't listen, Adam. Well, it just we just want to comment to see if it's good now. Okay, well, continue anyways. You were going to say you I'm were just, saying th this is me just being apolitical. I'm not trying to say I'm trying to be left or trying to be right. Why are so many Republicans, Republicans who have yeah. been lifelong Republicans? Okay, remove your emotions from this question. Why are so many Republicans coming out being like we just can't vote for this guy straight up? We cannot vote for Donald Trump. So and by many the way, this is something that happens every single time. Every single time, you know, Dem uh, Trump's going to get some people from the lab. Ro ro the this doesn't happen every time. <clears throat> yes, it does. Okay, I, tell you're going to have how many? People. How many <clears throat> Democrats right now are basically saying, "I cannot vote for Joe Biden." I'm sorry. I can tell you, Trump has my vote. Watch, how many, watch, how many Democrats? Do you I see can. That? I can tell you a huge. In, in, in fact, show me. Don't watch, tell watch, me. Show watch, me. Watch. Watch. If you remember, okay, what, it's all good. One of the greatest speeches that I've that I've ever heard came from a Democrat, and I think it was in two thousand uh, was it eight or two thousand six. Uh, he's he's passed now. Uh, rest in peace. The Democrat Senator Zell Miller. I don't know if you remember his speech at the RNC, but if you've never watched his speech at the RNC, I promise you, it is one of the greatest speeches. It will give you goosebumps the entire flipping time when he came out. And he went, um, oh, oh, it was uh, when John Kerry, uh, it was against John Kerry. Oh, Bush. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Zell Miller comes out and gives a speech. And he says, I have been a Democrat my entire life. But when I look at what John Kerry wants to do to the American military, 
and I see that he voted, and dude, he went through. Bro, oh, it was beautiful. He voted against the B-something bomber. He voted against this. He voted against this. He voted. What does he want our troops to do? Protect us with spitballs? And, bro, the crowd goes freaking <laughs> insane. But the RNC. He sounds like one of those old Democrats, those oh, Southern Democrats, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that carryover from the 60s. But one of the smartest things that these groups do every single time mm -hmm. is go out and find, including Republicans. Republicans do the same exact thing. They did it with Zoe, Zoe Miller. Go out and find somebody that's willing to flip on the deal because now it becomes a referendum about them. And this election, that's why they have, dude, they're running a dead guy. They're literally running Joe Biden, who hides in his basement, is pretty much halfway Dude, I saw in the casket. I saw that guy go bike riding the other day. What do you mean bro, a dead guy? Bro, like, on, a, well, on what, an electric he, bike? Bro, he was look. on a freaking bicycle. What bro, do you mean a dead guy? These are photo ops to try to convince the American The guy was on a bike. You yeah, can, watch, like, you can't watch. say he's a dead guy, then you show me his picture riding a freaking watch, bike. Watch, Which Is he dead or is he riding a bike? Which bro, one is it? Did you see? They photoshopped him riding a bike. Did you, see, did you see Weekend at Bernie's? I love okay. that movie. Okay, bro. I love that This movie. is Weekend at Biden's, bro. You're out of Okay, control, look, bro, bro, bro. You're absolutely bro. out of Bro. You do have just, some just credibility, look. and then you go over the top, and bro. it's like, all right, you just bro. house of cards. Look, look, you... Tulsi, let's, show, let's show that Lindsey Graham ad. Hold on, bro. Hold on. Tulsi Gabbard. You had Pete Buttigieg. Bro, Amy Klobuchar. You had this entire array of all of these young Democrats, right? They picked Joe Biden. Why? Because they wanted to make the election a referendum on Trump. They knew that they didn't have anybody that was going to be able to run against him on ideas. So they, and this is smart. They probably got this idea from Ben Shapiro. Because Ben Shapiro said specifically, if you want to beat Trump, you got to run somebody that just hides the entire time and will not take the fight to him. And that's what they did. That's why they're running Biden. That's why he's the most vanilla. Just yeah. So here's here's what I'll say. I watched every single speech at the DNC so far in the first two days. Okay, data wise, to just kind of give you what data looks like. Hollywood Reporter came out, and this is what they said: the broadcast network suffered the biggest drops ever. ABC, CBS, and NBC combined for about 6.7 million viewers at 10 p.m., off by 42%, Adam, from the 11.6 million they had that tuned in four years ago. ABC led the trio with 2.44 million, followed by NBC 2.28, CBS 1.99, meaning nobody watched it, okay? Nobody, and this is Hollywood Reporter. This is not Fox News, okay? Is Hollywood that Reporter. That's a completely different views? data. This okay. is the data that's giving you exactly what happened here from the Hollywood Reporter telling you what the numbers were, right? Okay, so I watched all of them. I watched uh, 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 Clinton's talk, and I'll give you my takeaway from each one of them, what they was at. Cuomo spoke. His talk was, you know, uh, he sounded like he's given his 2024 speech, is what Cuomo sounded like he was doing. Like Obama he sound, in 04. He kind of sounded like he is giving his speech to say, don't worry, wink, wink, 2024, I'm going to run. I'll be the president in the next four years. So he was kind of campaigning for Cuomo. And then he gave the speech that he has to give Biden's better, Biden's this, Biden's that. But keyword, he called out him, Trump on COVID and division, okay? Next, Sanders talked about climate change, racist, calling Trump a racist, pandemic. Trump is rejecting science. Keep in mind these words I'm going to share with you. Mm -hmm. Rejecting science. Then he talked about stimulus check, socialism, all that other stuff, okay? And then he says Biden is going to reduce Medicare from 65 uh, Medi-Cal age from 65 to 60. So that's a big difference in 5-H. Sanders said that Biden's going to reduce the age from 65 to 60. That mm. was part of his speech. Kasich gave his talk, and, you know, many of us can't imagine another four years going down with the path of, path of Trump. 
etc., etc. All our leaders before him have tried to unite us except for Trump. Kasich gave that speech, which fine. Kasich is more a center-right guy. He's not really a Republican. He's center-right. Totally fine. Clinton got up, five-minute speech, terrible timing to have Clinton talk after a picture comes out of him getting a back rub by a girl that was at the Epstein place. So it's a bad timing. Not a good thing that they did with the DNC, but I think they were in too deep, too late. I think Republicans were ready. Once the DNC was going to announce that Clinton was going to speak, they were going to release those pictures, and it was very strategic. I don't know. I don't know the facts behind it, but I think it was a timing thing on the Republican side. If that would have come out sooner, Clinton's probably not talking. Clinton got up, gave a five-minute talk. He gave, took a shot at Trump when he gave that HBO interview. It is what it is. He says Trump thinks people are dying. It is what it is. COVID killing. Trump shifting blame. Obama and Biden, six years of the economy growing, job growth. So he kind of edified Obama and Biden. This is going to be the case. Michelle Obama crushed it. And I'm sitting there listening to her talk, and she says, here's a man, Biden, who has given his number to kids who lost a loved one to speak to them. Here's a man that knows what it is to lose a spouse, to lose a sibling, to lose a child. He knows your pain. He knows everyone's pain versus Trump doesn't know when you're all this other stuff that she took a shot at that side. Very emotional. If you've not watched this 18-minute talk by Michelle, it's a powerful message that she gave. Okay. Then she goes on to our last national election, popular vote. Trump lost 3 million, but she talked about the younger audience that got to come out. Okay. And then she talked about empathy was a big word for her. Empathy, 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 yeah. empathy, empathy. Again, another word, trust science. Sally Yates got up. She got spoke, got down. Not really a big deal. Biden doesn't back down from bullies, which, okay. John Kerry gave a talk as boring as it can be. It was gone. AOC took shots and endorsed Sanders. <laughs> got, uh, uh, Whitmer uh, from um, uh, uh, Michigan. Biden and uh, Obama saved auto workers in Michigan. That was her message. Okay, and we listen to medical experts. Biden trusts science, okay? Colin Powell talked about the uh, military because Biden sent his son off to military. So Colin Powell spoke. He did. He spoke. Caroline Kennedy endorsed Biden. Amy Columbia. Anyways, so you go through all these things, all these speeches that were given. There was a very obvious uh, conference call or a Zoom that was held with all the speakers <laughs> to say, here's the three topics to touch on. One was... Trump doesn't trust science, okay? So if you're going to be looking for things to be listening to the next three months, he doesn't trust science, okay? So Fauci is going to turn. It's going to be doesn't trust science. Racism was something that was talked about by a lot of the speakers. And, you know, a couple things having to do with, um, you know, climate change was mentioned, but I think it was mainly racism and trust science. Okay, where are we going with this? Empathy was a big one. COVID was by everybody that was brought up. Everybody. So now... If, let's assume the DNC is a very strategic party, okay? If they are very strategic. It's a big strategic. assumption, but go ahead. Let's, let's say they are very strategic. I would assume if they're setting this up that Trump didn't handle COVID, I would assume the next 60 days are going to get worse with COVID. I would assume the next 60 days, you're going to see shutdowns. You're going to see more fear-mongering. You're going to see more strange data coming up. You're going to see more businesses going out of business, more restaurants shutting down. You're going to see more people losing jobs. You're going to see a lot of that happening because if that's the card they're using, they have to make it worse the next 30, 60, 90 days for it to get to a point that people are going to say, I'm not going to vote for this guy. Now, last night, Tom and I, friend of mine, Tom and I are texting back and forth. Tom's a data guy, and I love Tom. When we talk uh, to each other, it's always last time we were watching the entire election, the election night. 
till 4 o'clock in the morning. We were on the phone together for five hours. Here's the data he sent me. Truth on national basis. 42% are locked in Republican. You can't change them. You, you, no one's going to change them to vote Democrat, right? There's about 42% of American voters that are like Josh. You're not going to change them. There's 44% locked in Democrats. You're not going to change them. There's 4% that are locked in Green or Libertarian. 4%. That's 90% locked in. Yeah. Then you're dealing with the 10% that determine everything. The 10%, if they go 60-40 Trump, it's 48-48. Tie. If they go 60-40 Trump. If they go 70-30, it's game over. However, here's how I process this. If they go 50-50, it goes it's Biden. Biden. If okay, they go 60-40, it's also Biden. It's got to go 60 Five Trump needs to, to win the independent No, the 10%. Yeah. So, but, but here's where that goes. I, I will tell you something here. When I saw McCain first came out going against Biden, Josh, I know you're not a McCain guy, but resume to resume, who has a better resume, him or, by, him or uh, Obama? McCain against Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. McCain. Yeah, of course. R but, but the part that everybody watched when McCain came up, even with his resume, mm -hmm. he didn't look healthy. Yep. You didn't see like he had the energy. You were kind of like, I'm worried about this guy. Don't go you. Don't think him. Don't think any one of us that we're going to vote a certain way. Don't think of, think about some of the people that are in the middle that are saying, I don't know about this. There is no way when I saw the ending of how Biden was speaking at the end with his wife, Jill, there's, the energy was just, it's, it's embarrassing. His wife was trying to build him up. His wife was trying to protect him. The, the, the 10 percenters are going to determine who's going to become president. And I think the 10 percenters are going to say, listen, man, I think I'm just going to risk it and go one more time with Trump for four more years. I don't know if I'm comfortable with somebody that's nearly 80 years old to be the president who's never even coming out here talking. That's how I see this thing taking place. And it's not something where you look at Obama, you're like, OK, this guy's young, exciting. You look at Clinton against Bush senior. This guy's young, exciting. You looked at you know, uh, 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 you know, even You're thinking of the JFK Nixon factor. Yeah, it's exciting. I he's just not exciting, man. Oh, yeah. But There's nothing you're, you're you're missing one thing, though, that people hate Trump. You're, you're missing one thing. Nobody's voting for Joe because they're excited about him. But you have to be. No. You're, yes. TV. Don't. It's TV. It, it changed. We'll in see. 64. I mean, the, the good news about this it is we'll changed see. in 64. Like I'm voting for Biden. It's no secret. And Josh will probably end okay. up voting for so Biden unless he loses. So check this pounds. out. But SMP has but recovered. But people are voting for Biden. SMP has not recovered. because they're excited about so the ticket. Uh, Biden. Dude, yeah. six months ago, I said if the if the left's going to win, they have to make sure the economy stays down. They have to make sure the Dow doesn't come back up. You know what's one of the worst Wait, things they did? Is the Dow the economy, you, though? You know what's one of the worst things the Democrats did? They thought they were doing the right thing. You know what's one of the worst things they did? Hmm. You know what's one of the worst things they did? Tell Strategically, me. you ready for this? Are you ready for this, The Adam? stimulus package? They should have never done the stimulus package. Huh. They should have never done the $600 a week. They care too much about the people, those It's not about Democrats. they care too much about the people. Those they idiots. wanted to get people to say that you be, you know, universal basic income, we're going in that direction. Passing that $600 a week saved the economy. A very bad move, man, on the Democrat side. I woke up very I don't, I don't, I mean, that you're talking about strategic planning. That'd be some fucking Machiavellian strategic planning right oh, there. That's what happens in politics. You think politics like, let's see what's best for the people. So, <laughs> you really think that's what they do? Let's see Bro, what's best for I the woke people. Up, giving shit about yeah. the people. I woke up this morning and I actually heard the Dow Jones singing a little song. Can't nobody hold me down. And, bro, here's the oh, thing. No. Trump. Trump came out. I, th I think that they have given Trump his greatest rally cry, and it's this.
I built the greatest economy, okay? I did it, and it was big, okay? We were going in a very good direction, and then the Democrats and their pandemic. But if I did it before, I'll do it once more. If I did it back then, I'll do it again, okay? We're going to have the greatest economy a second time. And he literally said this on Twitter. He said, I'll rebuild the economy again. How in the world does the Dow and like it it bounces back so fast i think that's his rallying cry like hey guys you want the greatest economy look at how quick i brought it back from what was the worst pandemic in the last hundred years and look what i was able to do in a matter of months like to me i mean good point and and to pat's point i think that one of the value tainers say it best shout out to palmetto paratrooper who said this he said i don't like trump but i hate all the other options i think that that's the sentiment of a bunch of the guys in the middle is they're like look i'm not the biggest fan of trump and some of the stuff that he says but i hate everybody else dude that's exactly what the other half of the country's saying that's my point is like you're giving your your perspective or it's the 10 percent man the 10 percent that's what i'm saying everything 10 percent control everything so we can uh, everyone says the video's lagging is this the lagging or going What's going on here, John? So how are we looking now? What are we doing now? We are. Uh, we were all the way up to fourteen hundred, by the way, active. Did you say please refresh your screen? Is that what you're telling people to do? Okay, let's continue. I mean, we're just going to continue and see what happens here. That's what we're going to do. You guys tell us what you're doing. So SMP's back up. It's it's. Uh, U.S. stock market benchmark on track for its biggest 100-day trading rise since the period ending August 18, 1933, according to Dow Jones. So the market's recovering. It's coming back up. And Elon Musk is apparently now the fourth richest man in the world. Uh, he's worth, what, $88 billion, Kai? What's the number now? He's worth somewhere around $84.8. $84.8 billion, but who's counting? And Bezos is nearly, after getting a divorce and giving up $30-some billion to his ex-wife, He's now about to cross $200 billion in net worth with the kind of rise that they're making. Do you think eventually Elon Musk, again, I'm going to ask this question. I asked this a couple months ago. Yeah. You think Musk is eventually going to pass Bezos in net worth yes. or no? Yes. You're saying yes? Are you saying yes? I don't know if he's going to pass him in net worth. Uh, it, you think it seems he will? Like it's, uh, but I do want to change my opinion. I think you asked me, like, who, who, who you betting on, Bezos or Musk? Yeah. Not even necessarily in the net worth department because at this point, like, you're worth a hundred billion or worth 120 billion, like whatever. But dude's going to space, man. Dude's going to space. Like that's pretty dope. Okay. I mean, Richard Branson ain't doing it. I don't know. I don't, you know, I know you're a big Virgin guy, but I don't know literally, but I don't know if that's, <laughs> if that's, um, well, you got that's get... happening, but the dude's going to space. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think there's just something more attractive about Elon Musk. I don't know what it is. Physically. No, not, not physically attractive. Personality, the way he talks, he's edgy. He's yeah, of the, course. He's the rebel uh, with a cause, you know. He's, and he's what, like 20 years younger? Yeah, it, right? not 20 years younger. I think they're like 12 years apart, 10 years apart. If they're, but, if they're 12 years apart, then I don't know what Elon Musk is, uh, is taking. But he definitely comes across. So he's 56, okay. and Elon Musk is 49, six, uh, seven years. Wow, apart. that's it. But bro, doesn't Elon Musk come across as a lot younger? Yeah, that's the hair thing, bro. Oh, 
It's, by the way, he lost his hair a long time ago, just so you guys know. This. Elon this Musk. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went to space. He got a new hair transplant. He's good. <laughs> exactly. It's a new thing. It's yeah, a new thing they're doing. Dude, your hair is out of this world. Yeah, by the way, so check this out. So word is out. Buffett is betting against the U.S. for the first time ever. Buffett is betting against the U.S. for the first time ever. He's been a long critic of gold as an in investment, saying it has no utility and that the magical metal is no match for the American metal until hmm. now. Berkshire Hathaway, okay, just acquired 20 million, 21 million shares of Barrick Gold, which is worth $563 million. He just made a half a billion dollar bet on gold while selling shares of Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase. The Friday afternoon, by the way, he sold 1.75% shares of J.P. Morgan Chase. And I'm sorry, of Wells Fargo, and he sold 1.39% of J.P. Morgan Chase. Buffett is betting on gold. Do you think he's just getting a little too conservative, or do you think he knows something the rest of us don't know? Hmm. Josh, you go first on this one, because I know you're a big I'm gold a and silver guy. I'm a big metals guy. Really, really big metals. And it's because I like to essentially hedge my – well, bro, look. I bought a bunch when it was about 14 bucks. It got down as much as 12 I bought a – I mean, uh, I don't want to say how much, but I bought a lot. Um, and – I've seen a nice, healthy increase because we've went from 14 to right now it's sitting somewhere around 28 uh, 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 this morning. So, and that's just been in the last few months. But there's a lot of uncertainty, right? And the beautiful thing to me about about metals is this, particularly silver. When you start looking at the fact that there's there's physical silver and then there's paper now. Warren Buffett's buying paper. I'm I'm personally not a fan of paper, and it's because this. Your metal's not real. It's imaginary metal, right? So it could be taken away. An EMP goes down. They shut down Chicago. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like, But it's kind of hard for him to buy this much gold because I don't even know that there's this much gold in flipping existence in the U.S. right now. Mm -hmm. uh, even if you went to Fort Knox, I think Fort Knox is probably empty. But that being said, when you're buying paper gold, all right, or paper silver, you're buying something that has zero backing. There is not as much silver as there is on paper because they, I, th I think they can do 100x, right, Pat? So if, the, if you're trading, you're trading on 100x. I buy physical silver because should paper silver ever go away, just look at what physical silver is going to do. It's going to shoot 100x, okay? Um, but as far as Warren Buffett goes. What's he banking on, though? What's he, what's he banking on? I'm so glad you asked that question, <laughs> brother. I've been waiting all day to answer this question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, but I did do a little research here. Oh, and are we even live right now? Okay. So this is actually the, the, the power of Google. Um, do you know that the, the ticker, uh, you know, this, this, the stock exchange, the ticker for gold, do you know what the, what the symbol is? What's a, that? A-U-G, a right? It's X-A-U. It's not gold, okay? So just a little hot tip for it. What gold is is this Barrick Gold Company. So that's a great come up for Barrick Gold. They're G-O-L-D. So I did some – I'm just thinking, like, why after years and years and years you're thinking about legacy planning and everything he's ever said, and I, 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 I don't I – don't, uh, I bet on American metal, not this precious metal. I have a different perspective. I don't think he's necessarily buying gold. I think he's buying the company. It's like back in the day, you know who made the money in 1849 uh, during the gold rush? You know who 
actually made the money. It wasn't the company. It the wasn't guys the selling that pickaxes. The guys that sold the freaking shovels. Oh, you go, go ahead, go find that gold, buddy. They're signed. The the guys that sold the shovels, the guys that set up the restaurants, the guys basically who are capitalists, saying, all right, good luck finding that gold. What I think Warren Buffett is doing is he bet on Barrick Gold, and if you look at what Barrick Gold is, our vision is to be the world's most valued gold mining business by finding and developing and owning the best assets with the best people to deliver sustainable returns for the owners of our partners. So he's not buying gold. He's buying the company. He's basically saying, you, you, you people go buy your gold. I'm going to buy the company that gets all the gold in your hands. So I don't think he's changing his position. I think he's basically saying, you guys running around buying your gold. I'm going to go buy the company that's mining the gold. And then you do what you want with your gold. Because I think in, in this late in the game, I mean, Warren Buffett's got to be 88. How old is he? 88? He's, he's old. Late 80s. Okay. And then his boy, his homeboy, Charlie Munger is what? 90. 99 and a half. I mean, why are these guys still they, trading? Why? Okay, that's my point. Is why are they not they're on not, the beach? They're not doing this. Oh, you're not, they're not doing it for money. They're not, they're not, and they're not, he's not like reversing uh, his everything he's ever said on his legacy. And he's so, like, oh, you so know, guys, if six, guys, the point is, they're, they're investing in the shovels, not the gold. By the way, if you're opinion. watching this, can you do me a favor? Go on my Instagram and I want you to video record and show me exactly what this looks like. So I can bring it to my, because on our end, it looks fine while I'm looking at it. On your end, it probably doesn't look good. Yeah, audio is looking good, but video is bad, or what is it? It's audio and video is bad. When it comes out of my end, it's good, but when I look at my computer and I'm watching the podcast, it is coming out of phase. Mario. The network changed over the weekend. They took off power from the Wi-Fi access point that's closest to us. I don't know why. Now they're trying to give us more power. It was a variable we were not expecting. So did, did Ken tell you why that happened or no? He's working on it now. No, he has not. We have to meet right after. So that is not. So it's funny okay. because people so are saying that Adam's words do not match up <laughs> with his actions. And I say, I say that every single day. <laughs> so let me ask you, do we continue or do we stop right now? Because tell us what's going on. Are, are we, you're saying, Luis, continue so I, or no? I think we should wrap up okay. early this time. Yeah. Okay, gang, listen, this was the best one we had so far with the most people watching. But you're saying the lag is so bad that you can't even tolerate this. We're going to check to see what's going on over here, and we will get back to you Friday. Uh, I mean, even if you do that right now, it's irrelevant because this is, this is pretty annoying here that on the 13th episode we're experiencing something like this. Uh, uh, Mario, any final thoughts before we wrap up? We're going to work on it and improve it for the next one. Okay, sounds good. Gang, be patient with us. We'll test it on Friday to see how it goes. Thank you for your loyalty. We will do it again on Friday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.